sleep so they should be here by now if they <laughs> um, hi I'm Keenan uh, for those of you who don't know me um, but I think I know pretty much everyone here so I think we're, we're good but in case you don't I'm Keenan hi nice to meet you um, so I am talking today because Luke is out hunting um, so he asked me to talk and I'm going to talk about forgiveness because there was, so growing up there was a story that I heard about my family that I didn't really, I guess I didn't really think about it as an adult until like a couple of weeks ago. And thinking about it now, it's really kind of changed the way that I think about forgiveness. Uh, so that's going to be coming up later on in my story. But, so I wanted to talk about forgiveness and I was like, okay, well, I should probably correlate this to the Bible in some way or the other because I'm not very good at that part of it. So I was Googling last night, you know, different stories in the Bible about forgiveness, and there's a few. So, um, but the three that, like, kept coming up, so the, the first one, I remember hearing all the time as a kid. So in, in this story, in one of the Gospels, I'm not sure which one, um, someone asks Jesus, like, hey, my servant, like, messed up, like, how many times should I forgive him because I keep messing up? And Jesus is, they were like, can I, can I like just forgive him like seven times? And Jesus is like, no, you should forgive him seven times, 70 times or something like that. And as someone who doesn't understand math, I was just like, this is like, what? And I remember like as a kid thinking, okay, well that's how many times like God is going to forgive us because that's what Jesus said. So I can't remember what the exact number is, like seven times 70 or whatever it is. It's, it's like, yeah, it's 490 in case anyone's wondering. And <laughs> I'm not really good at math. So I remember thinking, like, oh, I should, like, mark off on a calendar or something every time I've been forgiven because I'm only allowed, like, 490 times. And that's really stupid to think that, but that's what, I guess, I don't know, it was just a weird concept of faith that I had. And then I remember someone telling me, like, no, no, like, the point is, like, it, it keeps going on and on. So I don't really understand why it's in the Bible, because it's super confusing, it doesn't really make sense, so I'm not really going to talk about it more than I am right now. So the other, like, two stories that really jumped out a lot to me in the Bible about forgiveness, so the first one actually happens in the book of Genesis, so it's, like, at the very beginning of the Bible, and it's the story of Joseph. Is anyone familiar with the story of Joseph? Like, we kind of know it, so they made an awesome musical about it, but it's basically, um this guy, he's like the youngest, if I remember right, or like the second to the youngest. He's got a bunch of older brothers, but his dad thinks he's awesome and gives him this like awesome coat, and his brothers are jealous, so they throw him in a well, and he gets sold to be like a slave in Egypt, and he kind of works his way, well, first he lands himself in prison, because why not, and then he works himself up to being like a pretty important advisor to the pharaoh, which is like their king, and there's a famine going on and his brothers come to request food and he's like, sure, yeah, that's fine. 
uh, and actually forgives them. So at first he tricks them and pretends that he's gonna, you know, demand that one of them, uh, that they have to give up the youngest brother. Um, and again, like, I'm just going off of memory, so if I get this story wrong, I'm really sorry, but, um, so he, they, he tricks them into thinking that they have to give up the youngest brother, and then he's like, oh no, I'm just kidding, just kidding, it's actually me, it's Joseph, how do you idiots not recognize me, and everything's happy, and it's, it's a crazy story, because if my brother, like, sold me to be a slave, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't forgive him, um, but that's why, I mean, that's why it's like, a, it's, it's an amazing story because it's definitely not warranted. Like, he would definitely be within his rights to be like, no, like, you guys don't get any food. You threw me in a well. But uh, a lot of people say that it echoes um, the story of Jesus and the fact that for the, the whole forgiveness side of it. Um, the other story that comes up a lot when talking about forgiveness is the story of the prodigal son. And I don't really know why it's called the prodigal son, because I don't know what prodigal means, but essentially in that story, it's a, it's a parable that Jesus tells where um, a young man decides that he wants his inheritance up front, and he takes all of it and goes and spends it on booze and girls and stuff, and becomes broke, and he returns home, and instead of his father being angry at him, his father like, no, we're cool. I'm actually going to throw a big party for you because I'm so happy that you're alive and that you're back. And it's crazy because, again, like the father would be well within his rights to be like, well, I told you so. Like, you shouldn't have done that. But he doesn't. So those are the two stories I'm going to talk about just a little bit. Um, the other story I want to talk about is a story about my family's history. So... I've always known this story, um, but I only really discovered kind of how crazy it was uh, a week ago. So my grandma sent me a Facebook message and said, hey, um, they put my story in our church's newspaper. Like, do you want to read it? And I was like, sure, why not? And uh, I just was like, I don't know, like when you're a kid, you don't think about you don't necessarily think about the impact of the adults around you, like their decision-making skills. You don't really think about like the effect that it has on your life. Um, so I'll tell you the story. So when my mother was in high school, um, her, her and my biological grandfather, um, sorry, my grandmother and my biological grandfather got divorced because he was an alcoholic. And my grandmother remarried to this man from Texas um, and they were both alcoholics, and one night he shot my grandma, um, and he shot her, and, like, just barely missed her heart. So, and, like, I knew this as a kid, but I was like, whatever, like, it's totally normal. Like, I just didn't really, like, like, I just never really thought about, like, as an adult being like, that's insane. Like, that's a really crazy story. Well, what's crazier about it is... So my, my, my grandfather shot my grandma, almost killed her, like it went right by her heart, and uh, through a series of events, a uh, church in town like reached out to her, and she, I guess, became a Christian or started to understand the, the concepts of Christianity, and she forgave him, like, and they stayed married, and they were happily married, and I was like, that's like, and I, as, a, as a child, 
I just knew my grandparents and that they liked each other a lot and that it was like totally normal. And there was also this like just little side story where yeah, one time he was drunk and he shot her, and it was like not a big deal. And like now, like as an adult, I'm like, that's absolutely insane. Like they like my my parents when they were my current age were like, you should divorce him. Like he shot you. And she was like, no, like Jesus tells us we should forgive and I think I'm just gonna forgive him. And like, I don't think I would have the personal like courage or strength to forgive someone for shooting me. Like, and it's weird cause I don't, like I hope, I hope, I hope my grandma doesn't like listen to this podcast or anything, but like she, I wouldn't qualify her as like the most forgiving person in the world. Like I wouldn't, like normally I would like she's, she's a wonderful person, but I wouldn't say that she's like, I don't know, like, that sounds awful, but it's just not, it's not, it's not characteristic of her, necessarily, like, it's just not, and not that it would have to be characteristic of her personality, because that's an insane, like, that's an insane thing to do, to forgive someone for shooting you is a pretty big deal, um, and it just kind of got me thinking about the effect that forgiveness can have on your whole family, so, like, through and she, she tells the story and she says it's the best thing that ever happened to her. And it's like, that's crazy. But her reasoning behind it is him shooting her put her in the place where she found God and it put him in the place where he found God. And that's what kind of shaped our family's history because now my, my family all proclaims to be Christians. And, they have, and although they have a very different Christianity than I would say I have, it's very they're in a much better place than they would have been had it not happened. Um, and it's weird because they talk about, I guess I, I kind of always blew off the story a little bit because I never realized, I never thought about it as an adult. I never thought about the implications of this crazy story. Because they were, I remember a couple of Thanksgivings ago, they were talking about, they were, they were questioning like why I thought it was okay to have like a glass of wine every now and then because, um, they were like, well, it's, it's wrong, you shouldn't, you shouldn't drink, it can lead to alcoholism, and that's what almost destroyed this family. And, we, and they said, we broke this generational curse, and I was like, I don't, I don't believe in generational curses, like, I don't know that I believe in that, but actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, everything that they say and do makes a lot more sense when I think about the fact that, like, the reason they don't like alcohol is because my grandpa was drunk and shot my grandmother through the heart. Like, that makes sense, like, and I, I kind of feel like a jerk for being like, no, no, we're good, like, but it's, but it's just, it, I don't know, like people have their own, everyone has their own like histories and I think, um, I think forgiveness really, it kind of shapes the way your history goes forward. Like it's very, it goes against, it just goes against natural order. Like she would have been well within her rights to say, I'm divorcing you, you shot me. But instead she said, no, like, Jesus forgave me, I can forgive you. And it just doesn't make sense, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't make sense that, that that would happen. Like, it's just not, it's not how we would understand the world, it's just not. And in each of the stories that I talked about, so like the Joseph story, and the prodigal son story, and the, the story of my grandfather. Forgiveness is crazy because it's not, it's not something earned. It's not something in any of those stories that was, like, could just be handed out. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't something that someone worked for. 
it was someone in all, in all those stories said, yeah, like I'm well within my rights to be mad at you or I'm well within my rights to hate you or I'm well within my rights to, you know, whatever you want to call it. But instead, in all those stories, someone says, yeah, you messed up, but it doesn't matter to me. Like, and that's crazy. Like, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't follow the way that we would want things to progress. Um, I think that in the story of Jesus, I mean, what we're, what we're told is that his death, he, through his death, he forgives us all. And it's not something that we did to earn, and it's not something that we, that we deserve at all, but that's what's so poignant about it, is it's not, it's not our right. And it, it actually kind of flies in the face of justice in a weird way. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not the way that we would have order, but that's why it's so crazy. And that's why it changes, it changes our future. It changes the way we see ourselves. It changes the way we see other people. And I think about, you know, there's cases where I'm like, I don't know that I am harboring like a ton of hatred towards humanity in my heart. I mean, sometimes I am, but the, like it makes me think like how many times have I like decided I just wasn't gonna forgive someone for something. And I don't know that I'm someone who necessarily you know, holds a huge grudge against anyone, but if my grandma can forgive my grandfather for shooting her through the heart, like, I think I can forgive someone for cutting me off in traffic. Like, there's no, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, and there's a little bit of perspective that comes from that, because it's, and that's it. Like, it's not, it's not that we are capable of forgiveness, because I don't know that we are. It's not, it's just not in our nature to be forgiving, necessarily. But I think that Jesus is forgiving, and Jesus extends us that grace to say, like, the whole world says you made a mistake and you're not worth it, but I say you are, and so it doesn't matter. The other part, the other stuff doesn't matter. And I think that what he tells us is that he, his physical form has left this earth and we have taken on the responsibility to be him. And I think that we should be a force of forgiveness, a force of saying, you messed up, but I'm not gonna hold it against you, or I'm not going to, it's, it would be well within my right to, to be mad at you, or to hate you, or to whatever it may be, but I've been forgiven, and I'm going to extend that forgiveness to you. Um, and that's a lot. That's a lot easier said than done. I mean, I'm thinking of my in my own life. I so this has been a week of vacation for me. Um, it's the first vacation I've had in two years. It's been really great. And I had to go into work this morning just for a little bit, just to process payroll. And I checked my email, which was a big, big mistake. Because I, I had like 167 emails, and I was like, okay. Um, but one of them, this, and I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but I think it's, sometimes when we have to talk in front of other people, we realize something about ourselves. But this, um, this girl that I just hired quit, like, while I was gone, and I had no idea. And like, a big part of me wants to be mad at her, and to hate her, and to be like, you have made my life more complicated now than it was before. And then I have to get up in front of everyone and talk about how important forgiveness is. And I'm like, okay, great, great, that's perfect. So I guess my challenge to myself going forward is to extend the grace to people, even when I feel like they've wronged me, to say, to not hold it against them, to not, to not make 
other people's mistakes. We don't need to, people usually, I mean, it's sometimes, sometimes it's a case of we think that people are intentionally trying to hurt us, and sometimes it's they inconvenience our life, and so we have a reason to be upset with them. But I think that the nature of Christ and the nature of God is that we don't earn, we don't earn people's favor, and we don't, we don't have to, I think the right way to phrase this. We we are meant to give favor to people who don't deserve favor. We're meant to give. We're meant to extend that forgiveness and that grace to people who don't deserve it. That's us being the kingdom of God. Is us saying, you don't deserve this gift, and that's why it's a gift, and that's why it's going to change your life. That's why it's going to change the way you see yourself. It's going to change your family. It's going to change the nature of everything we do. Um, I think that this is, I don't know. I'm gonna read this quote, and it's stupid, but you can all hate me for it. But the uh, there's this book that I read last year, and they actually made it into a film, and uh, if anyone's ever heard me talk about it, it's called Cloud Atlas, it's pretty much my favorite. But, um, what it, there's a quote in the, in the novel that says, our lives are not our own. From womb to tomb, we are bound to others, past and present. And by each crime and every kindness, we birthed our future. And I think that forgiveness is the step in that. Like, I think that our forgiveness can ripple out from us. Like, it changes, it changes our past, it changes our future, it changes the lives of those we come in contact with. Um, because it flies in the face of what seems like is right to us. Like us saying, you deserve this, but because I believe in a loving God, you don't. You don't deserve this, you deserve better. Um, that's, that's really all I have, it's not very much, but do you guys want, we can start talking about it? Uh, that's really, I didn't, I don't know. That's all I prepared, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so it's from, uh, the book is by David Mitchell, it's called Cloud Atlas, and it says, <laughs> our lives are not our own, from womb to tomb we are bound to others, past and present, and by each crime and every kindness we birth our future. And the reason I share that is because I think that forgiveness that comes through Christ has the power to change our future and to change the future of those around us. Um, I also shared it because I really like that movie. Yeah. I agree, but I also think there can be a danger because a lot of times I can just say forgive and forget. Or like that, that even if you can say forgiveness is like um, like some people are really against it. Like if you're yeah. saying that you need to be drunk and you need to threaten your grandma with a gun, mm -hmm. I think there's a way to still put forgiving them, but also oh, I totally agree. Right, and I would agree. I don't think it's the same thing. I think, um, I think you. I think people have to. I don't think God calls us to harm ourselves by letting um, you know other other people have a hold over our life. Um, I do think that forgiveness is still important. I think that 
even the power of saying, I forgive you, uh, extending that. And you know, it can really be, it's, it's totally dependent person to person because some people can take me saying I forgive you as an insult because they're like, I didn't even do anything. I think it's more of finding your own peace with it and peace with God for saying, um, yeah, this person hurt me and you forgave me and I'm going to forgive them. And maybe they don't need to be a presence in my life, but I'm not going to let them, just as, just as much as it would be toxic to let them be a presence in your life, it would be just as toxic to not forgive them. You know what I mean? So it's, we have to say, like, yes, I've forgiven you. Maybe I need to keep you at arm's length. But uh, when we don't forgive someone, that's, that goes against, it hurts our soul, not their soul.
Yeah, and I really think, I, what I, I guess what I was trying to stress is that forgiveness is really for, it's really for us, it's for our, our benefit. Um, I mean, we, in the, in the story of my uh, grandparents, she forgave him right away and tried to convince the law that he doesn't need to go to jail, I've forgiven him. And they're like, actually, he does have to go to jail for like six years. So, you know, there is, um, there is, you know, obviously a, an order that happens in the world, but I think that what forgiveness does is it changes, it changes us, um, and, it, and it changes how we interact with others, and I think it changes them, uh, in that, and in, in the fact that it changes us. I would agree, and I, I think that um, it's it's hard, and that's kind of I mean, really, what it's part of what moves us forward as as Christians is us accepting that forgiveness from God, because I mean, in my own life, I feel like I've been on the whole a good person and haven't done anything that I would need forgiveness for. Well, I know that sounds stupid, but I mean, like according to how I was raised, I've done everything right. But I am in no way a perfect person. And I think sometimes saying, like, yeah, like, I, I need forgiveness because I can't forgive others without that. And I can't be a better person without <laughs> that forgiveness. Um, but I, I agree it's really hard to, it's really humbling. Forgiveness is really humbling when you receive it. Um, and that's part of what. I mean, when we talk about grace, we talk about that we didn't do anything to deserve it, and that's why it's a gift, and that's why it's beautiful, and that's actually what motivates, because I've heard people say, well, now you're, you're saved by grace, but then what sort of action does it put into you? I think it's what it is, is it's very humbling, and it's very, uh, what we realize is that we are much smaller than God, and we are much smaller than this world, and it's really humbling to be to be small is humbling, uh, but I think it, it humbles us, but it also empowers us to, to make others big, because it's, it's us realizing that we're small and um, giving us the power to make others bigger than ourselves.
hear you on that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think about like in even like a marriage relationship, there's a lot of times where I'm like, God damn it, I will be right this time. Like there is no way I'm going to admit that I was wrong. And I mean, it's just, I, you can ask Michelle, like that's the case every time. But the, um, I think there is something to be said about, um, it's, I it's not in our own strength that we forgive. It's not, because it's not something that makes sense to us as human beings. It's not something, it's something divine and that's why it changes the world because it's not something that we can do of our own strength. <laughs> like, I don't have the strength to forgive someone who's hurt me. I don't. Um, but I have Christ in me and that, even though, and a lot of it too is like, forgiveness even outside of feelings. I mean, part of it is just even saying, like, you know, I have to forgive you. I might still have a lot of feelings that are going to take some sorting through. But just the act of forgiveness takes out some of that toxicity. Because um, grudges make you weary. They, they make us weak. the act of forgiveness? Yeah, I guess it totally depends on the, I mean, I don't know if the act is necessarily a feeling. I don't think that you always feel forgiveness for someone. I think maybe the act is, I don't know if it's saying it aloud, if it's checking yourself and realizing um, until I've forgiven this person, it's going to hurt me. Um, <laughs> no.
Well, it's like what Taylor said, forgiveness is a, an eternal concept, so it, it does, it does uh, kind of go forward and backward, so it's, it doesn't mean, I mean, in, God, in the case of God, it says he forgets it, um, but in the case of human beings who we're, I mean, we're just like memories and muscles, like there's not anything else to us, but I think that we, it goes, it goes backwards and forwards, and it, like you said, it's not throwing it in their face every time, it's, it's like, yes, that happened, and I, I forgive you, and I still see you as a person, and going forward, I'm still going to treat you like a person. I'm still going to treat you as decent as I would had you never done what you did to hurt me. You know, and it doesn't mean that we have to be best friends, but um, I don't know. I kind of want to go back to your question of like, what is, what's actionable about this? Like, what is a, um, what does this look like, or what does this feel like, or what? How do we do this? Um, I, because I think that's really important because that's we're going to all have instances going forward where we've been hurt by someone. We need to forgive them, or we need to, not even that we need feel like we need to forgive them, but we know that we need to for our own benefit. Um, I think part of it, the first step. In my mind, the first step is reaching out to God and saying, I have been hurt. I don't want to forgive this person at all. It's not in me to forgive this person at all. I need your grace to forgive them. I need you to change my heart. Um, and I think maybe even saying the prayer of, help me to see them as you see them. Because if God has extended us forgiveness, he's extended them forgiveness. So I think part of it is a perspective shift of, Help me to see this person again as you would see this person, because they're they're just as much your child as I am your child. Um, 
and again, that doesn't mean that you're going to be best friends with them, but I think that's a big mental shift of this person who hurt me is still a perfect child of God, even though they've hurt me. Um, that's how I would, that's what I would hope I would do in that situation. I would say with the, and again, I am not someone who pretends to have the answers, but I would say, um, and the first one, I think, I think that one's a, as a really like self-realization thing and saying like, like you said, you know, like if I, I don't feel like I'm a super assertive person and maybe I am, but I have a really hard time telling people like you hurt me. Um, I'd much rather not say anything. So I think, um, I think it is really good to address it because then you at least feel like you have that burden off of you and you at least have extended yourself to that person to say, this is, these are my feelings. Um, but then it also is whether, I think the important thing too is to, to recognize that forgiveness is for you and not for them. And so whether they accept or reject it doesn't, doesn't change the act that happened in your heart by saying, I was hurt, I want to forgive you, I'm you know, you hurt me, but I'm offering you forgiveness. I, it's okay that you did it. You didn't realize you hurt my feelings. Um, and what they do with it um, shouldn't, shouldn't detract from the, the act of courage that happened in your heart to, to bring it up or to, um, or to say, like, I want to forgive you. Um, Thank you. 
I think sorry buts are really difficult because you can't, it all comes down to we, we can't control what people do or say. Like if they're, we can't control their actions. So if they're gonna say sorry but, we really, we don't, we can't, like what, it, what sorry but conveys is that I don't understand the hurt that you had and we can't control other people. I think, I think what, we, I mean all that we can really do is try to realize how often we say the sorry buts and how often we are like, sorry but I meant it. Like I think a lot of it is, you know what I mean, like how often can we check in ourselves like what sort of level of, of compassion are we having to people who have the courage to tell us that they were hurt. Um, but we can't control other people's actions, but I think that we can control how, well, you know, I don't even know that we can control, I don't feel like I can control all the things I dare do or say, but I think that we can ask God to help us not to be the people who say, sorry, but, you know. Uh, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about before we, yeah? I feel like I side with the sorry, but person. Yeah. Sometimes, not mm -hmm. all the time, but sometimes, like, Yeah. That what you said or did hurt someone, mm -hmm. like oblivious. Mm -hmm. And somebody coming to you and you're just like, like, I have empathy where I'm like, yes, I am sorry I hurt your feelings. But I didn't know. It wasn't intentional. It yeah. wasn't intentional. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like we have to give a little grace. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, like that's that's hard situations where someone feels like you deserve to be wrong. Like that's that ha I can't say that that's happened a lot to me in my life, but that that sucks. Like it just is really awful, and that's where it really takes a lot of the courage to maybe even after you approach the person to then say, well, they didn't acknowledge it, and that's okay. I did I did my piece for my soul. I did my part, and I'm just gonna have to let God continue the forgiveness part because I. I don't have the strength to look that person in the eye again. Um, and, uh, and maybe I never will look that person in the eye again, but I think it's, it's understanding, um, understanding that the sorry buts are, which I love that we keep saying that, but this, <laughs> it's understanding that the sorry, we, like we don't know where other people are at in their life and we can't, we can't shape other people's future other than saying, I, I forgave you. And if they if they don't if they don't want to take that forgiveness, that's not on our head. That's not on our. That's not a weight. That shouldn't be a weight on our soul because we've done our. We've done our due diligence. You know what I mean? We've done. We've done what we were supposed to do to to free ourselves. Sometimes I feel like for me at least the best way of getting around the kind of Minnesota cycle of like passive aggressive like you go to forgive someone and they are just completely oblivious that they had any responsibility in hurting you like for me it's just like to forgive them and not to confront them because then like when people are confronted with something that they've done wrong they get defensive and a lot of times it's in the moment for them when they are realizing that they hurt someone and haven't had a chance to understand or think through whether they're sorry or whether they forgive someone and that can be really hard for someone not to not to say sorry but in that circumstance where they're 
So for me, it's like if it's not something that's going to be friendship ruining for me, I'll be like, you know what, they probably didn't mean to do it. Like, it's not going to, you know, break our relationship, so I'm just going to let it go and not be passive aggressive or, like, stomp through the house for the rest of the day until they, like, ask me what's wrong and then I, like, well, you hurt me. Well, I feel like we've unpacked, you know, like one or two things to say. But why don't we, why don't we um, pray and then um, do what we do next? So, um, Jesus, we thank you so much for who you are and for the forgiveness that you represent. Um, we thank you that even though we don't deserve it and did nothing to earn it, you still think that we're that we're better than what the law would have us be. Um, we thank you for bringing us together, and we ask that you would. Continue to help us see your presence in our lives and your presence in the lives of those around us and help us to uh, to see those that have hurt us through your eyes and not our own eyes. Um, in your name, amen. We're going to, oh, we already did the discussion. What's the next thing? Sorry. No, we're good. Um, do we have, next week, right, is Amy Papinka? Right? Yeah. Yeah, so next week we have another guest speaker and a potluck, so bring something to share, um, or don't, but do. And then um, that's our budget right now. We, looks like we came in a little under for October. Um, Luke didn't really tell me what I'm supposed to say for this part, so um, you can all read the slide. And I don't think... Okay, so let's do groups of four. <laughs> oh, four groups, sorry. Oh, and there's communion in the back.